The stories contained in this podcast are the recollections of the guests we've invited onto the show. We are an outlet for people to share their truths, and we accept no legal responsibilities for the stories contained herein. I'm Kendra Sheets. And I'm Rich Gill. And this is Enough, a podcast that aims to shine light into the darkened corners of the music industry while discussing the ways we can and should improve ourselves and in turn our community. Welcome back to another episode of Enough. This is Subtext, our information-driven subset. I am one of the hosts, Kendra Sheets. And I am the other host, Rich Gill. And today, we are going to be talking about someone who has dominated local, uh, national, and probably international news over the last month or so, Kanye West. Or as he's currently known, yay. Unless you've been living under a rock for the last month or so, which uh, admittedly sounds like a pretty nice place to be right now with (laughs) everything that's been going on. Uh, everywhere, you will know that sometime in around mid-October-ish, Ye tweeted that he was going to go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people via his since-deleted and then Elon Musk reinstated Twitter account. Gee, thanks for that. Today. Yeah. Yeah, Wonderful. thanks Elon. Great. Really, That's what we really, need. Really killing it on that platform. Let's talk about also really fast that he did what he did, which we're going to talk about briefly, but came back today with the tweet, Shalom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Just, oh, man. Fuck that guy. Anyway. Um, (laughs) So since that initial tweet, uh, he's been making headlines almost daily. Uh, Adidas dropped him, causing him to lose his precious billionaire status. His management company, CAA, dropped him. Foot Locker removed those fucking awful, terrible shoes from their shelves. <laughs> uh, TJ Maxx won't even sell his stuff anymore. That says uh, something. He was, he was kicked out of Skechers headquarters <laughs> for trying to show up and uh, force a meeting on them. And he's off the playlist on Peloton equipment. So, yeah, it got real bad for him. I want to go, I want to start right now um, and just say, we're laughing, you know, we're joking about some of this. We're going to go into stuff that's a lot heavier. This is very heavy in itself, and we're joking to kind of get through it as we sometimes do, mostly do here. One of our mottos is uh, if we're if we're not laughing, then we're crying. Pretty because, much, yeah. Um, the shit that we talk about is really intense, and it's terrible stuff, and you have to get through it you know, however you can. Yeah, so, for um, sure. So we're not trying to make light of anything that's going on currently, which... Right. is just a drop in the bucket of what we're going to be touching on um, and the actual context of what we're going to talk about today. But going back to what Rich was talking about, I, I'm personally happy that there's a very strong reaction to his hate speech. Agreed. Good. Fucking good. Lose your billionaire status. But the thing that I want to talk about today is the thing I always want to talk about, which is why I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> and that's pretty much anything on any day at any time. Welcome I to am our an new little ball of white Midwestern skin. Welcome <laughs> to our new uh, subset of the Enough podcast called Why is Kendra Pissed Today? <laughs> Catch me on Thursdays. They're the worst days of the week. We can go into that another time. But I'm so disheartened and upset that where we are right now with this whole situation, not just the anti-Semitic comments, but where we are with, you know, call it what you will. Are we canceling Kanye? I don't know. We're, he has repercussions for his actions, right? I'm pissed that it took so fucking long to get here right now. He has been making vile comments, not just hate speech, but just vile fucking comments for God knows how long. 
yeah, fuck him forever for saying what he said about Jewish people. Fuck him. His comments were and are disgusting, as is. But the impact of what he said this last month or so in today's current American culture is so much more volatile and disgusting than it would have been, you know, I don't know, 10 years ago, whenever. Everyone is working with like a razor thin margin nowadays. Nazis were hanging bedsheet flags over one of Southern California's major freeway overpasses just days after his comments. And people were retweeting them. And then we got Dave Chappelle coming on SNL with his fucking unfunny bullshit jokes, kind of sort of explicitly giving him support, but like not really, just enough where like he was safe. But today, what I want to talk about, what I keep kind of mentioning is that the issue we want to discuss with Ye stems from his behaviors from almost a year ago at least 10 months ago, most likely a year to a year and a half ago, and how the general public seemed to kind of be upset by it for about five to 10 seconds and then move the fuck on. That's right. We are going to talk about how Kanye West is a creepy ass stalker. And to start out with, we're not going to go down a TMZ induced rabbit hole of gossip. I already did that in working on this episode. There is more shit there than I have time for. There are more tweets that this man has made that make my blood fucking boil. <laughs> Same. I, we just, there's just not enough time in the fucking month, year, decade to deal with this shit. Right. And, and and me too, in sort of researching some stuff for this. Yeah, I sort of got sucked into that. And these are our shorter subtext episodes. We could <laughs> do an entire um, season of season? Enough. On... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> shit with Kanye. But we do want to give a very, very, very brief history of the Kim and Kanye, or as they were so affectionately called in the media, a Kimye uh, relationship. <laughs> and I just want to go on record as saying that I fucking hate those celebrity Dude, couple names. Dude, the combo names. names are so gross. It's, they're so, as the kids say, cringy. And, yeah. And uh, it like kind of attached stupid. itself to people like of our age group, like 30s and 40s. I don't hear a lot of like 20 yeah. year olds like getting combo yeah, names. They don't have time for that. They're dealing with fixing the world. Also, like, their names are more complex, so it's very hard to put them together. That too. Gen Z yeah. has much more complex names than Kim. I mean, Kanye's like a little bit yeah. so, but you can smush those together pretty easy. Anyway. So <laughs> in 2011, uh, the two started dating and by 2014, they were married. Two years later, 2016, Kanye started a very, very public spiral and a public narrative about his issues with staying on medication and possible mental illness uh, sort of came out. It also came out that he was hospitalized that year and heavily medicated, not by choice, but because he was forced to. After that, things began to calm down a little bit until... Uh, his behavior obviously started to mount again. And when I talk, when I'm saying mount, I'm talking MAGA hat wearing, pro-Trump tirading around the Oval Office, announcing a run for president kind of shit. Like, do you remember when he was going to be president or trying to be president for like, what was it, five days? And then it fucking yeah, that was crashed great. and burned. That was great because there were people who actually voted for him because they thought it would be funny and uh, ended up costing uh, legitimate candidates votes. Wonderful. So. That's great. Harambe forever. Yeah. <laughs> so around this time, him goes on Instagram 
and posts on her stories and probably other social media. I'm assuming Twitter. I try to stay off that hot ass mess. Have before Elon, I was like, oh, gee, no Twitter. Um, But she was posting on social media and said that Kanye is bipolar for anyone who didn't know and that people need to be empathetic to his struggle and to that of his family. She was very... I don't want to say convincing in like a negative way, but there was a lot of empathy besides what she was trying to say. You know, you see this with a lot of celebrities because they have no privacy. So when they have, they post something or they have these kind of confrontations with paparazzi or with fans saying like, please give us some time, you know, especially in the case of a death. It's so, I I don't know. It It just strikes a chord with me in a certain way. So she did a very good job of trying to state that not only giving kind of an excuse or a reason why some of these he's making some of these comments openly on twitter that are kind of off the wall based on his normal persona but also begging people to kind of give give them some space as a family because at that point they had a few kids at least one two maybe three well and also as we'll touch on in a little bit she was as she has done in the past and continues to do was sticking up for the person that she was with who she felt that people were attacking needlessly, which is, you know, not a bad thing in most situations. So she posts these things. And almost instantaneously, Kanye publicly announces that Kim's trying to trap him. Like he's a character in the movie Get Out and he wants a divorce, but she won't let him get divorced. And while this is going on, the beginnings of Kanye's teasing out of his newest album, uh, which is named off his his mother, Donda, um, start kind of growing. In 2021, in February, Kim's the one who files for divorce, despite what he had said in his previous social media postings. And then on August 26, 21, at Soldier Field here in Chicago, he had the third listening party for the new album. And alongside him that night, well, let's see, how should we call this? Um, shock rocker, best fucking friend of Johnny Depp, and overall giant white makeup black hair douchebag Marilyn Manson and rapper DaBaby, which I really don't have that much to say about in comparison. And they together, along with Kanye, performed Jail Part 2. Now, at the time of his appearance, Marilyn Manson had already been accused of assault by a litany of women. As we all know, you know, we saw the Evan Rachel Wood documentary. These claims were also backed up by former members of Manson's road crew and other people who had worked closely with him throughout the years. And DeBaby, uh, well, he was fresh off some homophobic remarks made in July 2021 at a Miami Music Festival, after which he did not really apologize or anything. He decided to double down on those remarks, uh, which caused him to lose his spot at Lollapalooza, along with a slew of other music festivals that year. So great, great company there. Great yeah. trio. Yeah. And this, what we're talking about right here, is where I have my number one issue. The red flags are mounting. This is bad behavior. There is a giant ass pile of red flags. But this is, I mean, this to me, this is where I drew the line. I, I don't have any stake in Kim or Kanye. I don't give a shit about the Kardashians. And I've never really been a fan of his music, nor do I dislike it. I've been neutral on all planes. I don't really follow celebrity culture that much. But this is where I was like, what the fuck is happening? I mean, I think maybe it's because you brought Marilyn Manson into it that it like got onto my radar. And I was like, the fuck? Yeah. That's where like my heavy roll my eyes in the back of my head so big that they might actually get stuck kind of moment is. Because... 
there's people in this social circle of mine, punk or alt or whatever you want to call it, that are sharing his music and still praising him at this time. I have seen people now since his anti-Semitic comments, people who are Jewish be like, wow, what the hell is he thinking? This is where I have my issue. Why did it take so much to get to this point where so many people now have the issue? He has had a string of bad behaviors for years. He's a genius. Yeah, okay, maybe. But he keeps the company of hateful, abusive, toxic fucking human beings. Maybe he's being edgy. Like there's this kind of thought in my head where I'm like, he's got that Elon Musk kind of like edgelord douchebag shit. And like some people kind of like that for some reason. Is he trying to be edgy? Is that why he wore a White Lives Matter shirt? Maybe that's why. I don't fucking care though. And during all of this, the divorce from Kim, the rollout of Donda, all of these listening parties, uh, he has short-lived relationships with a few different women, which we're not going to get into that because it's inconsequential. What is consequential is when Kim Kardashian hosts SNL in October, she meets Pete Davidson. And shortly after that, the two of them go public as a couple. Now, when this happens, Kanye turns his energy energy back on Kim. He straight up dumps the person he was dating. Like, yeah. done. He talks about Kim in interviews and on social media, saying things like, quote, God will bring him and Kim back together, that he, quote, needs to be back at home. He blames Kim's publicist and the reality show for the breakup of their marriage. And he also attacks Kim's new boyfriend, Pete Davidson, in social media posts, urging fans to, quote, yell at the loser, Kim Ye forever. Didn't he call him skeet? Oh, I'm getting into that. Okay, good. He sure did. I hate that word. So like, it really got to me. Yeah. One of the other things he does is posts a fake news headline that reads, Skeet Davidson dead at 28, which is the nickname that he gave Pete. He even goes so far as to kidnap and bury Pete Davidson alive in the music video for the song Easy. And then when Kim Kardashian sends him private messages asking him to stop doing this, saying that what he's doing is putting Pete and her and their kids and their family in danger, sticking up for her partner, as she did with Kanye earlier, what does he do? Uh, he leaks those messages on social media. At one point, he seems to kind of sort of take accountability for the harassing behavior, saying that he's learning as, as he's going and he's seen the error in his ways. But almost as soon as he says that, he just goes back to doing the exact same thing. No, no change in behavior at all. I feel like we have to bring up again the mental health situation here. Bipolar is no fucking joke um, mm-hmm. for the people who have it and for the loved ones who have someone in their life who has to deal with having bipolar disorder. Having bipolar and being unmedicated is a whole nother beast, even than just having medic- being medicated and having bipolar disorder. It's so much deeper. There are a lot of interviews out there which Connie talks about his mental health and he tries to describe what it's like to have a bipolar episode. And he talks about how everyone seems to be out to get him and he gets very paranoid. And he starts to kind of feel like everyone, you know, is pointing fingers at him. So he points his fingers back. So it's very linear behavior to what we're seeing here. However, as we've said a number of times, mental health, bad mental health, mental issues, however you want to phrase it, is not an excuse for bad behavior. 
That is your responsibility to take care of. You are to the best of your ability, try and deal with the hand that you're dealt with in regards to your mental health. We all have issues. That's not an excuse for treating anyone negatively or poorly. So going back to what Rich was saying about the onslaught of shit that happened in 2021, uh, in December of that year, super creep style, he was in front of a stadium of people and he sings, run back to me. Kimberly. Ugh, so gross. Like, I don't, I know it's such like a small thing, but it's so fucking gross. It's like, I don't know. It's like someone, it's, it's like leaking the text messages. It's not any different. It's publicizing this longing, this want. It's it's love love bombing. bombing. Mm -hmm. 100%. And it's also adding the celebrity aspect in to something like this really does. Well, I, (laughs) I I don't want to say that it changes things. It really kind of does because you have Kim fans, you have Kanye fans, you have Kimye fans, and he is trying to find as many people to back him as possible. And all of those people have social media accounts. And all those people mm-hmm. love to comment on their social media accounts of Kim Kardashian, per se, family, otherwise, Pete Davidson. I mean, and not to go too far off on a tangent, go back to the mental health thing. Pete also has mental health issues. He's been very open about that. There were and, definitely some and addiction text- issues. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And and both of them. I mean, both of them have dealt with that, mm-hmm. are dealing with that. And there was definitely some exchanges on the Pete side that he should have not been like fucking around. He was sending some texts to Kanye that like, hey, I'm in your wife's bed. For sure. And then like later would be like, hey, do you want me to help you with your mental health? Like not cool, dude. Like that you maybe should have led with the second one first. In the meantime, at the end of December, again, creepy, creepy stalker shit. He purchases a house in the I'm sure multi-million dollar mega complex that the card or that Kim lives in with the kids right across the street. It is a house that has many people have said is a teardown. He paid 400000 or so over asking to make sure he could get the house. He wanted, his whole point of this was to be as close to the kids as possible. He should be there in their lives. He needs to be with them. However, a year before that, he moved to a ranch in Wyoming while they were all, st- while he and Kim were still married. And the kids would have to come out and visit him. It was one of the reasons why she now states that she was looking into getting divorced earlier on. She couldn't live with the distance. But now he lives next door because he has to be next to them. This is such severe controlling behavior. It's insane. It is actually stalking. This is stalking. 8% of women and 2% of men in the U.S. have been stalked. Over 1 million women and almost 380,000 men are stalked every single year. Stalking tends to occur very much like assault or rape between two people who know each other, and women are more likely to be stalked by a current or former intimate partner during the relationship, after the relationship, or at both points in time. And the most common type of stalker is something called a simple obsessional, and that means a stalker who tends to be male and to focus on an ex or a former boss. Now, despite all of that, Uh, stalking is really not taken that seriously in the U.S. Most of the time when someone is arrested in a stalking case and it does end up going to trial, attorneys try to leverage additional charges because the replications of stalking are just not enough. So let's take Illinois, for example, where Kendra lives. Uh Um, (laughs) Stalking is considered a class four felony. You know what else is a class four felony? Driving on a revoked driver's license. Because those are similar right? Yeah. Yeah. So totally. clearly they should be classified tried, the same way. Classified the same, tried the same. There should be the same uh, sentence for those. 
it's fucking crazy. It just goes to show how little the court systems take sexual assault, violence, harassing, stalking in this country. It's yeah. it's awful. Netflix has a show on right now called I Am a Stalker, which outlines a different stalking case in each episode. I have not seen it yet, but I have read the outlines for them. Um, I assume Kendra has seen it. Yes, because... I told Rich to put this in here. <laughs> yes. For all my true and crime, I am... like trash tv show fans like you know it's one of those very easy to watch kind of true crime q a's where you talk to the people who are um affected you talk to the person who's in jail in some way and it and you also sometimes talk to the lawyers or the prosecutors involved sometimes the police officers but basically it goes into in great detail in every case in different states and cities across america how little anyone gives a shit there was one situation, and I'm not going to go through the entire show for you, but there were over a thousand reports that this one man was going after this woman and no one did anything until he broke into her house and actually damaged her space while she was not home. I mean, there were, there's actual evidence and no one seems to give a shit. It's, it's like that now. This is not, these episodes are not from things from like, it's not like forensic files like 1995. There's cases from yeah. like 2019. It, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. And now that I've finished uh, The Vow season two, which in itself also has some maybe stalking tie-ins, but is fucking insane. Um, season two, even more so than season one. You should all watch that. But this will be I'm our other with... podcast besides this the Kendra will... <laughs> Gets Feisty podcast. This will be Kendra and Rich review shows that neither one of the other person has seen <laughs> at each other's face. <laughs> yeah, totally. So now that I'm done with that, I will be able to start. I am a stalker. Perfect. <laughs> um, so moving on. Yes. Kendra, take us home. Okay. Our issue with Ye stems from, I guess, Kanye himself. Some people, like we said, have said he's an absolute genius, musical and otherwise. He also calls himself a genius. So I think that might be where this is t- trickling down from. But Narcissism much? <laughs> perhaps. Some other people say that he's trolling people with like the White Lives Matter shirt. But that's what also people had said about Elon. And look what a giant fucking turd of a shit stick he turned out to be. Kanye has gotten away with a shit ton because of his mental health and his celebrity status. He is without a doubt in need of serious mental health. He needs to be on to find some sort of concoction of medication that works for him. I know he's talked about not wanting to feel zombified. And, you know, a lot of creatives who have any sort of disease or disorder that can be medicated really feel that stifling like they don't feel like they're true selves if they're on any sort of medication i get that but he needs something he needs some help he needs to medicate these bipolar swings he needs to find some sort of support group outside of whoever he has now and has had for a while to surround himself with that actually stands up for him when he actually needs it yes men are not doing anything besides stroking the ego you got plenty of people in hollywood who are going to do that anyway Despite whatever the fuck Dave Chappelle would like you to believe, mental health is 100% not an excuse for shitty behavior if you refuse to take steps to get yourself healthy. And we should not let any sort of celebrity culture or status get in the way of seeing someone's actions for what they ultimately are. Stalking, abuse, attempts at control. If someone like Kim Kardashian, who is able to obtain basically anything she wants or puts her mind to, is not able to protect herself from stalking, what hope do the rest of us normal people have? 
And while we are repulsed by the anti-Semitic comments that Kanye has made and then reneged and then doubled down on, it seems bizarre that some people are shocked by his hate. Now, this has been a where there's smoke, there's fire kind of situation for at least five years. His behavior should be taken seriously, whether it's slandering and bullying his ex, Amber Rose, which we didn't even get into. But if you do a quick Google search, there are a number of examples that we could go into. Anyway, whether it's slandering Amber, stalking Kim, vilifying an entire ethnicity of people, or inviting accused rapist Marilyn Manson back to collab on Donda 2. He is dangerous. Marilyn Manson is dangerous. These people are dangerous. Stop making excuses for them. Stop supporting them. Where there's smoke, there's fire. This whole thing burned down a long time ago. You should have known it five years ago. Enough is a podcast centering on surviving abuse, harassment, and assault in the music scene. To help get the word out, please like and subscribe and share with your friends. If you have been on the receiving end of harm from someone, be it artist, venue owner, booking agent, audience member, or someone else, and would like to share your story on a future episode, please reach out to us at thisisenoughpodcast at gmail.com. All correspondences are kept confidential.